Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Nintendo Fanboys. And I'm here with Steven. Hello guys. And we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Steven was supposed to put this together, so hopefully he's got an amazing show lined up for you. I know I that do. we're going I to... Do. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about some pretty cool stuff, but first, as always, what have you been up to? Well, I've been doing a lot of things lately. It's mostly playing games when I have a minute or two. I'm glad the World Series is finally over because I've been going to bed at ridiculous times because of it lately and it's starting to catch up to me. So that's over. Congrats to the Houston Astros. You were almost there eventually a few weeks ago. You would have probably enjoyed that. And that's it. Now I'm playing my Switch. I beat Metroid Samus Returns a few days ago just because I wanted to get that game off so I could finally move on and know that I did that so that I can talk about it in our Game of the Year show, which is coming up. I've also downloaded the Mummy Remastered. Demastered. Demastered, sorry, which I, I haven't played as much as I wanted to because it sounds like a spiritual successor to Aliens Infestations. Yep, and it and is. it plays just like it, and it's awesome. But I know I'll get back to it. I haven't had much time to play it, unfortunately. Maybe 30 minutes, not even if that. So that sucks, but I will get back to that one. And I think in the last Fanboys we did, I said that I was 15 hours into uh, Stardew Valley. I'm now over 50 hours <laughs> into that game, and I keep playing more of it. I just can't stop playing. That game was made for me. And you're a fool for not playing that, Jared. I I am. I I know many people who would who would agree with you with that statement. <laughs> so that's How it. How about you? Oh, well. Um, let's see. I purposely here. let one game off. Yeah, the of, list, course, of course, of uh, course. Okay, so I'm trying to remember the last time we spoke where I was at. Do you remember what I was playing? Yes. Which and was? In your dad, guys. It yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Golf story and. I don't remember. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I finished off Golf Story, if I didn't mention that last time. Um, and I finished that on the plane. I actually just posted a couple of days ago, actually. I posted a few pictures on uh, Twitter. I actually really like that feature of the Switch that you can take just a really quick screen grab and then, you know, post them to Twitter and put a silly comment or something like that. I actually I've been really enjoying that. I did the same thing with Zelda. I posted like a bajillion pictures as I played through the game. So, after that, I captured some Stardew Valley uh footage for your podcast that your your lost episode there and I I I haven't played I just haven't played uh, because unfortunately what ended up happening as is usual, um, there was just too much all at once. And let's not forget that I still have Dragon Quest 10, uh, excuse me, 11 that I really want to finish. But the problem now, and this, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it was the fact that there's a lot of different things that have hit at the exact same time that I've been waiting a long time for. And those were Signmora EX. I finally got my, uh, my copy of that arrived, uh, just, I think before I left for Texas or just after or whatever. 
And that's a really quick game. You can beat the whole game in an hour. Uh, it's a shoot 'em up game, which uh, for you, Stephen, you should check that out. Really, wait till it's on sale there and and check it out. A fantastic shooter. I really like it. It's it's not like you know balls to the wall hard. It's it's got a really cool gameplay mechanic where you can press the I forget what the hell Nintendo calls it R R Z or whatever the hell it is. Basically R two. Um, and you can slow down time in order to like zigzag through bullets, although it's based on a particular meter. And the game's not easy, but it's not crazy hard either. And it's just a really good story focused and mature, uh, shoot 'em up. So it deals with like, you know, geopolitics and things like that. Like a very, very, very good game. I actually have a review for that coming out. I've written the script for Golf Story, Sinmora EX and Metroid Returns. Uh, so, you know, you can look out for those. I think tomorrow I'm going to work on all three of those reviews to get them up for the following week. Uh, but I really got to play more Dragon Quest XI because the problem is it's in Japanese and the longer I stop, like I stay away from the game, the harder it's going to be for me to get back into it. And I really want to finish it because I said I would. And so far, like I'm doing terrible with uh, Let's Plays. Like I almost, well, that's not true, actually. What am I saying? On YouTube, the Let's Play of Dragon Quest X has gone on forever. Um, but I really want to finish Dragon Quest XI because I wanted to start over the holiday period. I wanted to start doing some Let's Plays of just some of my favorite Super Nintendo games, particularly uh, A Link to the Past. But anyways, uh, because of you, I downloaded Stardew Valley and I downloaded The Mummy Demastered. And The Mummy, I actually played now an hour and something i want to say i i I don't know i i'd have to check um i'd have to check the log uh but does it still take 10 days for it to register how long you uh, see that's stupid but whatever um so i don't know i don't know how long i've played but i'm i'm fairly confident it's over an hour i've played now and i haven't died yet but i think i'm about to because i'm right at the first boss and i have like 22 health and uh i'm sure i'm about to die i heard uh, the game is extremely hard that's what i heard from well uh, well so far people, so. so far what what like the difficulty for me has been that enemies don't stop coming so unlike metroid where you know you'll go into or even castlevania where you'll go into well for the most part where you'll go into an area and you'll you know you'll you'll take out the bad guys that's it here you'll have like zombies that just keep coming like they just don't stop. They'll just keep coming one after another after another. Those guys are, are pretty easy. It's the birds that give me some trouble because you don't always see them coming in and they can spit this poison at you. So I get hit constantly. Like I'm always getting hit and health is very hard to come by. Enemies just randomly drop different things. So even if you're like your second gun, your machine gun or whatever it is that you get your upgrade, even if that thing is maximum, you'll often get ammunition for it instead of health. So I'm, I just saved and, um, and the little NPC that talks to you, he's like, you know, now would be a very good time to save. So I just did and I'm fairly certain I'm at the first boss and I'm also fairly certain I will die. So it'll be interesting to see how I go and get all of my power ups. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious because that's the way this works where you go and you have to defeat the zombie version of you to get your power-ups. But I'm curious because if you die at a boss, do you have to fight the zombie yeah, version I of you? Yeah, I heard about this. You had to 
you have to first fight the zombie version of you and then fight the boss without having the option to recover your health. So it, yeah. makes, it makes it even more difficult. Yeah, exactly. So I have a feeling that I'm going to be dying like 50 trillion times. Because the, it's different from aliens. Because in aliens, what you would do is you would recruit people. Yeah. And when you would die, you it was permadeath, but you, the next one would just start over. And I don't believe you lost your weapons and stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. But anyways, whatever. So far, though, the game has been great and it's gorgeous and I, I love the, uh, the audio as well. And for Stardew Valley, I could see myself really getting into this too. It has, um, it has like an Animal Crossing sort of feel mixed with, um, oh, what is that? Uh, Harvest Moon. Uh, I, I wish though that, like, could I, could I go and visit your uh, your farm, and then then that would be it. Then I would play eight hundred hours or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the only thing that I do too. That why when Animal Crossing is released, like uh, I can't. <laughs> no, like Liz will hate me. Like I will always be in that. Especially if you like like you did with New Leaf. Like if you build your own town and whatnot. Oh my god, that's that's gonna be something. Oh yes, I can't wait. And I, honestly, I can't wait because <laughs> it's gonna be a blast because they they every time they're they're adding you know more and more social yeah. features to it. So I'm looking forward to it. The only problem now is that they're just they're just releasing um I forget what it's called, but the one on the cell phones and, yeah, and Pocket s- Camp. Yeah, and and so far to be really honest, um I, I, I know nothing of the game, but I have not been that impressed with the um with the games that they've released so far, like they, they've been okay, but nothing like, yeah, uh, the, the general reception to pocket camp has been extremely positive, but I, I'm really not uh, hyping myself because I was really hyped for fire emblem heroes. And then I downloaded that game and played it like once or twice and never went back. It, it just, for me, the micro transaction aspect and the micro like level aspect of fire emblem didn't do it for me. And Animal Crossing looks like it's going to be a bit more uh, polished, but I, I still I, I won't like fully commit to it right now. And I'll I'll download it for sure when it's released, like in in a week or two. Mm-hmm. But but I I don't expect it to uh, to hold my interest for very long. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much exactly how I feel. And I'm just wondering how things are going to move forward like and maybe like i'm thinking while i'm talking that's why my english is coming out all ridiculous but it's because like i was hyped for fire emblem as well and i played i still dabble believe it or not like if if there's nothing on i'll go like two months without without even turning the app on but uh every now and then i'll i'll re-sign in and they give you like 50 orbs or something like that uh, so I, I've never spent one dollar on that game, and and I'll download like the heroes. I'll play yeah. one map, and then I'll I'll close it off. I, I would have no problem like uh, spending a few dollars in Animal Crossing if the game is really good. Oh yeah, no, and no. The it, same was true with Fire Emblem. I just never, uh, never really got it. Never hooked me. For yeah, reason. exactly. For me, the thing with Fire Emblem was it was just too small. Like I didn't like the fact that it was like a single screen like four on four type of thing i didn't i didn't really like that aspect at all i was like no i want like a story driven you know i want a real fire emblem the story was the biggest complaint for me like i had no investment in those characters Mm -hmm. which is probably the same 
uh, it's also true for Fire Emblem Echoes. Yeah. uh, The the 3DS remake, which I only played for 10 hours and and stopped because I wasn't invested in the characters. And there was other reasons, too, for that game. But Mm -hmm. if Fire Emblem, if the story doesn't captivate me like it did in Awakening and... uh, fates like i i won't bother with it yeah exactly and and i share i have no not much interest in warriors for some reason even though i've heard good things about it yeah uh well i have warriors right here um that i was given i haven't even turned the damn thing on um i'm this year it's funny man like uh, i'll share it at the very end when we do a podcast that's not the game of the year like when it's another one i'm gonna share my release list um unfortunately what i didn't think of doing and i'll do it next year is i only put like the mainstay physical releases that i was thinking of like i wanted to add a golf story and stuff and i might because i don't recall if i downloaded many games um throughout the rest of the year but i think you'll get a kick out of out of what I actually purchased and played uh, over the last year, because now it's getting less and less. Every year it's getting less and less and less. So eventually we're going to get to the point where it's like, you know, nine games or something stupid like that. Uh, but anyways, um, so going back to um, Stardew Valley. So I, I would like, I, I would, it has, it, it has a really good charm to it. I really like to play that. Oh, I never finished with animal crossing thing. Um, so with Animal Crossing, we'll see. I'll do the same thing. I'll download it, but I'm not expecting much. And I'm just, I, I want to make sure, and I know it's different teams. It's just, I want to make sure that we do get like a legitimate Animal Crossing on, say, Switch. Like, I really hope that is in development. Because yeah, I think it's in- inevitable. Like, uh, I hope. They, like, it's probably, it's going to probably be the uh, continuation of the Wii U version because there was clearly a Wii U version being made that they decided not to bother. And that was a good decision. Yep. So I, I imagine that that game will be well polished and will be uh, hopefully have a lot of new uh, features. Like I really hope they implement farming to Animal Crossing. Like that would be awesome. And yeah, that would be. Yeah, I don't know what else I would want. Maybe some more because the online features of that game are really solid. Like the fact that I can go to your town and do whatever I want there. Like, it's a huge risk for you when I go there. I could literally cut every last one of your trees, and that would be it. You'd make have no money for a few weeks. I could do that. Of course. And and then I would it's, cry. It's funny, because I remember that. I went to your, uh, to your town once, and there was this orange tulip of something. It was a flower that I had never seen anywhere, that I still, to this day only have one in my town and it's because I stole it from you <laughs> and I remember I think you were suspicious at one point you were like wasn't there a flower here I was like no of course not <laughs> of course not but it, it, it's thief. just but how many times did we go together see Captain going to those stupid little <laughs> kids game but we had a blast like it's just crazy how much fun we had with that game like uh I don't think we'll ever be able to... Uh, it's like the Gears of War moment. I don't I think know. we'll ever be able to rematch that. Uh. <laughs> well, never say never. You never know. You never know what the future holds. But I'm looking forward to uh, to that. And and that's something that I want to talk about a little bit later on in the uh, podcast is about actually like what is coming for the, um, for the Switch because we don't really know anything. Um, but anyways, before... Just to wrap up all of this. So yeah, and then there's one other big game that I'm playing that kind of has stolen the thunder of everything else. So I'm a little concerned that 
like I'm going to just focus all my attention on this other game. So, yeah. So, anyway, so take it away, sir. Okay, so I'm guessing you have a few news stories you want to talk about before we talk about sure. that particular game and then our top 10 something? Yep. Okay. So, um, basically, uh, the, the big news, well, the big news, the, uh, I d- there was some Pokemon news that was released that I don't want to tell you about because I don't know if you, you want to go in completely fresh or not. Uh, but I, I, I saw, I saw the trailers. Was it in a trailer? Cause I just noticed it this morning. In the, in the, in, yeah, pro- they were probably like a press release or it was something, but there was a, there was, a trailer released uh, around 10 a.m. this morning. That was uh, it was uh, hyped for a few weeks, uh, for a week and a half. Uh, Pokemon Communique said to expect something at this specific time. That's why I sent you a text this morning that I don't know if you received because you never yeah, respond. I, no, I don't know. Okay, well, anyways, all right, never mind then. So I will move along to the big news that. Um, that I had, which was sales. And why this is big news is I like the way Nintendo, you know, talks about their, their sales more so than a lot of other people because they're, they're really not shy. Like they'll tell you, you know what guys, like, uh, the virtual boy sold 500,000 copies in its lifetime. Oh my God, that was terrible. You know what I mean? Like type of thing. So they don't really hold back too, too much. Um, so yeah, they're really honest. And when something doesn't, make uh, match their sales expectations they will clearly say it yeah they won't pr it which is one of the few things that i really enjoy about nintendo's pr strategy like they like you said they they're they just say it like it is of course they'll try to spin it sometimes like uh, with how much the switch is successful which i want to talk a bit more when you probably mention the sales figures mm-hmm. but they, they they give you the numbers and that's it yeah, exactly. So, um, they were very, very honest. Like, uh, Super Mario Run, I think is what they called it. Um, so, not, excuse me. Let me, no, let me rephrase this. It has been downloaded 200 million times, yet it's still not at the profitable levels that they're expecting. However, Fire Emblem is getting there. So, I find that, I found that very, very interesting. Um, that, you know, 200 million people download your app, but that just goes to show that they're not buying the game because Super Mario Run was like a one-time uh, unlock. So you paid like, I don't remember what it was, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, and you, you got the full game. Um, so I just, I thought that was really, really interesting. But in terms of like the stuff that we all care about here, I'll start with the hardware sales and then Steven, you can jump in with whatever it is you want to say. So they basically are saying that shipments... The, the wording here from, I think I got it from IGN. Um, the wording was bizarre because Nintendo usually doesn't do this. So I don't know if this was IGN that just, just took the, the wording or like they did their own thing. I'm not entirely sure. But anyways, it said that shipments of the 3DS are nearing 70 million. So that's bizarre because normally with Nintendo, they would say, you know, the 3DS is at 68.9 million sold or something like that. But let's just say it's at 70 million. Wii U is at 13.56 million and the Switch is at 7.63 million and is projected to overtake the uh, Wii U's lifetime sales by next year. Where's your comment? Okay, so the comment is that they also released the number specifically for North America, which is 2 million. And 
two million in what? It was released in March. Yeah. So that's like uh, eight months. That's not a lot of units. I'm sorry. It's not. I know people are going to say there's no holiday season in there. And Nintendo had a lot of shipment issues. And those are all true. But those are Nintendo's uh, problems. They're not your problem. And two million units in that amount of time, for me, is not impressive. And I know that they will have a lot more during this holiday season. So probably this number will go way up. But still, I, I, I think like the sales success of the Switch as far as hardware has been concerned, has been a bit overblown, at least in North America. Yeah, I, I think that's fair too. And I, I think uh, people aren't really looking at uh, the rest of the world. Like in Japan, man, the sales are, are doing phenomenal. The Switch is like really, really doing well in Japan, especially right now. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned 2 million because the other piece of information that we got is that the Super NES Classic actually sold 2 million so far. So I thought that was, uh, that was kind of interesting. And, um, Let's see. I've got notes that are all over the place here, so sorry. I, I did a bunch of stuff. Um, I said about the Switch overtaking. Uh, we also got some some news on uh, sales figures for Switch games. Zelda is the number one selling... Uh, these are all Nintendo, by the way, like first-party games. Uh, Zelda's at 4.7 million. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is at 4.4 million. Splatoon 2 is at 6 point... Excuse me, 3.6 million. Uh, 1-2 Switch is at 1.37 million and ARMS is at 1.35 million. Now that's not bad when you, when you look at the, the user base of 7.63 million, that's pretty good, especially for 1-2 Switch and ARMS. ARMS being a, what, at least on its surface, it appears to be a really simplistic, uh, game, the motion control game, and 1-2 Switch being a motion control game. I was, um, I was rather surprised by, by those figures, only because, you know, like all of us guys are like, ah, the, uh, motion controls, like, oh, damn it, blah, blah, and all that. But, uh, that's not so bad, really, all things considered. Yeah, and, uh, this is, uh, interesting because it seems to point out that Mario Kart 8 lifetime sales will be higher than Breath of the Wild on Switch. Yeah, I, yes. Because, like, it, it's been released, uh, almost two months after, and it's still at pace, and in the, if you go to the eShop, it's always outselling Zelda there. So, I think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will, <laughs> will be a huge success, and also they announced that Mario Galaxy, uh, Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey sold 2 million units already. Yes, and you, you ruined my mojo. I was saving that for the last, damn you. Um, but yeah, exactly. Not only did it sell 2 million, this is something interesting, specifically because you're talking, uh, you, you mentioned about uh, the 2 million Switch sales in North America. Well, in the press release, they specifically singled out North America, saying that Super Mario Odyssey is now the fastest selling Super Mario in history in North America. So I thought that was very, very, very interesting. And speaking of, of sales, you want me to go through the eShop stuff? Go ahead. 
All right, so I wrote a list down here of the uh, top 15 selling games according to what's online at the eShop as of the time of this recording, which is, a, which is just a few days before we post the podcast. So number one is Super Mario Odyssey, which I don't think surprises anybody. Number two is the game that just won't stop selling, which is Stardew Valley. Uh, number three is Fire Emblem Warriors. Number four is Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Although with this one, I have to make mention that it was on sale. It was 22% off. So I don't expect it to be there uh, the next time we do this story. Uh, number five is Golf Story. Number six is Super Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe, which again, or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, whatever the hell it's called. Um, now, that's number six. Just remember that, okay? And you'll see why in a sec. All right, number seven is uh, Sonic Mania, eight is Snake Pass, nine is Minecraft, ten is Overcooked, eleven is something called the Jackbox Party Pack 4, which apparently is better than number 12, which is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So that's interesting that number six was Mario Kart and number 12 is Zelda. I think you're right. I mean, that shows that's a significant difference. Uh, number 13 is The Flame and the Flood. Number 14 is Snipper Clips. And number 15 is the game we were talking about earlier, The Mummy Demastered. Oh, I'm really glad to see that because I, w- I was looking in it. I, I, it's the first time it's uh, charted. also wanted to mention that you, since you said that uh, Shovel Knight was on special, so was uh, Snake Bass. That's oh, why okay. it's, Sorry, I didn't know. it's on there because I actually downloaded that game. I haven't played it yet, but I will eventually because it's apparently a really, really good game and it's 50% off on the eShop right now. Okay. So uh, you should get it. Like Apparently, it's really, really well worth that price. Okay, I didn't know that, so thank you for, for that. That's good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I am, I was talking with you, um, like offline here for those of you listening. Um, and Steve and I were just talking about, you know, potentially doing this from here on out. Every time that we do a Nintendo fanboys, we're going to update this because we pretty much do one a month. If we're doing one, like if we alternate between Canadian gamers and fanboys, it'll give us an interesting look to see, you know, where things are. And so far, I've been rather surprised with Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is is doing really, really well, all things considered. Sorry? I can't wait for uh, the company who does Stardew Valley, which was done by one guy, by the way, the entire game. I I, want to know how much, how many copies is he selling on Switch right now because that game has been charting. It was a number one until Mario de- uh, dethroned it. It's always been like in the top five, so it must be pretty high on the list. Yeah, I would exactly. And I I think once once the sales are done with Shovel Knight and with Snake Pass, uh, we should see you know a little bit of shifting. And I'm pretty sure Golf Story is going to move back up to number four. And I'm curious to see the longevity of Fire Emblem. Like, I really wonder. I haven't, like I said, I haven't even tried it. Um, buddy of mine thought it was terrible, uh, but he's also an idiot. And he thought, <laughs> he thought, uh, it was a legitimate Fire Emblem. Like, he thought it was like, you know, move your troops around and stuff like that. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> but anyways, um, and I'm really curious about the mummy. I really hope the mummy can climb up a couple of spots because, uh, from what I've played so far, fantastic game. And I, I, I really hope it does well. And I like way forward. So I, I hope they yeah. can, uh, I, I really doubt it will do much better than what it is, but I think that if, 
it charts for a while. I think that that's all that they, they can have for. I'm curious what their expectations, what and what it costs them to get the license, because this is a this is based off the what what's his name uh, the Tom Cruise uh, the movie. Tom Cruise mummy movie, yeah. which apparently is one of the worst movies ever made. So uh, I don't know if that license does the game any favors, but anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm not when I say move up, move up the the charts here. I'm not expecting it to go, uh, you know, like crack the top ten or anything. But like, if it can stay around ten to fifteen, like if it can stay in there, then yeah, I think I think that would be very very good for the guys. Uh, and they got they're, they're a good company, like with Ashante Games, and I like I like WayForward. They're they're good good group of guys. Okay, so what do we do first? Do we talk about the game? Yeah, let's talk about the game. Go Which for is, it. Of course. Come on. Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah, so come on. What did you think? How okay, is it? Terrible so, game? I, I want to first mention that uh, the audio portion from my end should not be as good as it used to be, and I apologize for that. I ordered a USB cable for my mic. And I think it will be a bit better than last week or two weeks ago. And I listened to that podcast and it wasn't that bad. It's just not as good as it used to be. So I'm going to be working on that. Hopefully I'll have it fixed for next time. And I also want to mention that I've never been a huge fan of 3D Marios. So I wasn't as hyped for Mario Odyssey as Jared and everybody else was because I never enjoyed 3D platforming that much. I don't know why. I just... I don't like having to touch the camera when I play these games, and I don't like exploration as much as I do just platforming, because I'm the type of guy, I'm OCD, I'm not that OCD, but I don't like it when games aren't linear, <laughs> that's why I used not like open world game, because I always need to go to every corridor and every corner and see everything, and it really makes it uh, makes a game like Mario uh struggle with its pacing a bit for me because instead of just going to that place that you see that it's exciting i have to go and make sure i'm not missing anything and i that's why i'm not a big fan of 2d marios but this one so far i've played maybe three hours and i'm having fun with it and i'm playing it in a way that i'm not gonna make the game uh, terrible for me so i'm told myself i'll play a world and i'll find everything i can in that world until i'm tired of it and i'll move on to the next world and if it's a world I don't enjoy, I won't even bother with the uh, with finding everything. Like I just did this underwater level, and I hated it. So I just finished it. The, I got the minimum number of moons I needed to get out of there, and I went out of there. And if after beating the game I still feel the need to play and go find everything, then I'll do it. And that's all. That's all. If I don't, I don't. Uh, I decided to go that way because I know myself, and that's one of the reasons why I never finished uh, any of the Galaxy games. Mario 64, I can't even play for more than 15 minutes. I don't like that game. I don't know why. It's one of the best games of all time. Many people love it. I just don't for some reason. And Mario Sunshine is the only one that I ever completed, and that one I actually 100%ed. So I'm weird like that, but Mario Odyssey so far... uh, Really, really enjoying it. It's really addictive. Like, it's funny because one of the features I like the most is the fact that you can buy clothes. 
Like yep. you can use the actual coins that you find, either the special coins from each level or the normal coins. And you can buy clothes. And it's stupid because the clothes, for the most part, don't do anything. But it's still fun. It's still a, ni a, ni a nice little feature because in past Mario games, all those coins were useless. In this one, they aren't. So uh, it gives you uh, extra motivation to go get them. So I really, really uh, like that. Uh, I really need a dock, though, because I... For those that have been listening to fanboys and gamers know that I have a son and my son actually likes to spill water and yogurt on everywhere. And there was water spills in my dock that I noticed at one point and I removed it and then it stayed in storage for like six months. And I tried the dock and it's not working anymore. And I ordered the screwdriver. Hopefully I'll be able to fix it, but I really doubt it. So I'm going to have to spend like 120 bucks to get a new one because I really want to play this game on the TV because it looks so it looks huge, it looks wonderful, it looks like a game that's made to be played on the TV. And I also uh, showed it to Elizabeth for a while and she's now hooked to that game too. So it would be fun if we, if we could actually play together and and watch each other play. So I need to uh, I need to play it on the TV eventually. I think the game is will probably be even better there. So that's my two cents right now for Mario Odyssey. Well, for me, it's um, it's interesting, um, and we'll I'll I'll touch more upon this when we talk about our next subject there or our next topic. But Galaxy Galaxy was a really good series. It really was, but. I really towards the end there of the um of the Wii's life I was really really not feeling the system anymore for whatever reason one reason or another I just really was not I was like I found so many of the motion controls felt just tacked on like um Donkey Kong Country Returns right I I didn't like the fact that you absolutely had to I forget which what I don't remember the controls exactly, but you, you had no choice but to like do some motion in order to trigger a certain <laughs> moves. You did not, actually. Yeah, there was for sure. No, I, I played that game on the Wii with the Pro Controller or, or the, the controller. And I know what you're, you're talking about, but I, I get your point. I too, it, it's hidden. It's, it's, it wasn't advertised that you could actually. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why, because at the time, my girlfriend at the time was playing it with the motion controls, and I was like, well, I can't do this. So I plugged the controller in it, and I could play it with that. But oh, anyway, okay. I, okay. I, get what, I get what you're saying. But yeah, so, so um, like, I didn't even know that. Um, but, but, like, that's the sort of stuff where I was just like, this is annoying, you know? Like, this is truly annoying and and with mario was a little bit different because it was more more like with a pointer and stuff like that but even then you'll see in in just a bit that um i just it didn't resonate with me for whatever reason like even with people when they when they talk about metroid prime i have the metroid prime trilogy or whatever the hell it's called uh for the wii and i'll be completely honest with you i did not enjoy it as much as seemingly the whole planet um, I preferred using the GameCube controller to move around. And you know what? That's just me. And, and that's fine. Um, but it had nothing to do with 3D. But why I mentioned this is because I, I did not get into those games as much as, like I said, seemingly the whole planet did. Um, 3D land though, 
was that hybrid one that I adored. I absolutely adored that. Uh, and both of us, we, we were chatting at the time a lot about that, and, and that was a phenomenal game. And what's interesting is that when they released 3D World, I didn't get into that one as much as 3D Land. But, so in other words, I haven't really played a full 3D like Mario that I really truly got into in quite a long time, but I have a feeling that this will be the exception because there's something about this that, that I don't know, that, uh, that I'm really enjoying and it really, um, it's different. This is what I was telling you. Like it, it, it does a lot of things exactly like what you expect. I mean, it's Mario, so it, it, it's, it's exactly what you expect. However, it's, Almost like Super Mario 64, if Super Mario 64 was one giant open world. And this isn't. This is, this is a bunch of different levels that are all connected that you have to fly to and, and stuff like that. It's just that, unlike Super Mario 64 where you would select a star, and that star would change the level in some way, shape, or form, and then you would, you know, you, you'd get spit out of the uh, painting and then jump back in and select another star, and then the world would change a little bit again. Here, it's like, imagine if all the stars were available and you could just go straight. And there are moons in this one. And there's literally probably, I don't know if there's, if someone has like the final count, but there has to be near a thousand. Like it's unbelievable. In some of the levels that I've gone into, there's like near 40 in one level where it's just like, holy crap. Um, and, and part of me is sort of like, um, is, is sort of like, well, is it too much? You know what I mean? Like, I was worried that I was going to get the Steven. And if you don't know what that is, that's in the, uh, that's where he used to get overwhelmed with, with open world games where it'd be just like too much stuff to do at, at one time. And I was, I'm, I, that's where I'm at right now. I, I don't feel it. Like, so far I'm good. Everything's fine. But I'm just concerned, like, will I get you, that feeling? Uh... Are you doing everything in the level before moving on right now? No, not really. Uh, so, like, I, I got all the way to the level that you're talking about, and then I went back to the first, the very, very first level, the Cap Cap Town or whatever the hell it's called, and I I recorded the footage of that because uh, I was like, ah, oh, you know, for this podcast, it'd be kind of cool to have some Mario footage. So I went and uh, started to explore, and I was like, wow. And you can see it in in like the gameplay. You'll see that I, I get a little bit like I'm getting bored. So I, I go back to the ship and I switch to another level. The one level where I'm I'm like, oof, I don't know if I'll I'll be able to play it is gonna be the desert uh area just because there's something I don't remember the number of uh moons available, but it's insane. Like it yeah, it's I also unbelievable. found that level like uh, not enjoyable as much. Like the first one I really loved and the desert level is because there was too much empty area. I find. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that that's almost like what. Yeah, that that's very very good. Um, and I played a little bit of the the water one. The water one was okay. It wasn't like uh, wasn't amazing or anything. But I, like I said, right now I'm not. I don't feel that uh, that I'm overwhelmed or I do not. Not at all. It's just that. I'm I'm wondering as I get, you know, further along into the game if I'm going to go back and be like, "Whoa, man, there's 60 something stars here. I mean, uh, moons here. Screw it, you know, type of thing." Uh, did you talk to the little uh, parrot? 
Yeah, I talked to him a few times. I do not really understand what he's saying because it seems like he's not really giving you good clues. Yeah, well, this is the thing. So basically, you get what what amounts to one line for the clue. That's it. That's all you're given. Because he says some BS in the beginning that has nothing to do. It's like the same. And then he ends with the same BS. So you're essentially given like one sentence that gives you an idea of where the... um, or what you have to do to get the moon, which to be fair, if we go back to like Super Mario 64, some of those clues that they gave you too were just awful. Like you were just like, what? Where it's like, shoot to the moon. You're like, okay, and how do I do that? Um, so the emphasis here really is on exploration, um, big time on exploration. So this is going to be really interesting to see how the two of us sort of move forward with this particular game. I'm really curious to see if our opinions stay, you know, more or less the same, or if one of us is like, this is the greatest game since sliced bread, and the other one's like, this is terrible. So it's, I think it's going to be very, I, very interesting. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't wait, because, like, if the reviews are out, and everybody's saying that it's the best game ever. And for me, like, so far, it's really fun. But it hasn't stopped me from putting another five hours into Stardew Valley. Like, it hasn't put me away from Stardew Valley yet. So it feels like a game that will gradually sink into, and maybe eventually I will be hooked to it to a point where I'll have to... I won't... Every time I'll have a second, I'll play it. Because I I keep hearing that the pacing is very good for the game, and that eventually, like, there's some awesome stuff, awesome sets that you'll find. And I can't wait for that. But it's just... I have been disappointed with two of the levels so far, so... Uh, but still, I've been like if I keep using the strategy that I'm using, which is move on if you're not having fun, and go back eventually if you feel like it, then uh, I I won't have a problem with this because I, I'm done trying to justify 100%ing every game just for the heck of it. Like with Metroid: Samus Returns, like I didn't even bother doing which would have probably taken me an hour max because it's once you unlock everything it's it's not complicated to figure out but i, I just didn't bother yeah why, I, why I, bother when you're not having as much fun as you could be playing another game exactly exactly and uh, i think when when my review goes up i think a lot of people are going to just disagree with um with everything that I've said, because that, that's pretty much my general consensus with uh, Metroid, is that it's a good game, but if it was anything else, I I don't think people would even be talking about it. Uh, in, in Just because, like, it's fun, but it's not... Like, it's a disappointing Metroid game, but that's, I think, a lot to do with the fact that they remade Metroid 2, which itself was a disappointing <laughs> Metroid game. <laughs> So it, <laughs> yeah, it's, I just like with Metroid. Like I, I've told you this off, off. I was gonna say off camera, but yeah, if Metroid would have been around like every few years, like this game would not have been well received. It's just the fact that we haven't had a Metroid in like since Zero Mission. That's why a lot of people went a bit crazy with the scores and the reviews of that game because we've been missing Metroid so much. But the yeah. reality is. This is a bad Metroid game, but even a bad Metroid game is still a good game. Yeah, and and that's that's extremely well well said, and I think that's very very true. And with this, um, yeah, going back with Mario, there, I think it's going to be interesting. But I, I've been having a lot of fun, and I think that's that's the most important thing. So long as I continue to have fun, I am not going to one hundred percent this uh, unless 
you know, unless I get really into it. But I like what you said about the uh, items, like the clothes and stuff like that. I've so been far, addicted to that. Yeah, like, me too. I keep changing <laughs> outfits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so long as that keeps going, um, you do have an incentive to try and find, you know, the different coins and stuff like that. But I got to go back to the desert world and really, really explore a little bit because I, I'm, I'm perplexed. Like there's a hundred coins you can get there. I have something like 20. I'm like, well, where the hell is the bulk of the stage? Like clearly I'm missing, but I'm missing you, something. You do know that. After the post game, much of the levels, even more on stuff unlocks, right? Yeah, yeah. But so what? But here, that yeah. You wait, wait, wait. Hold on, though. Hold on. This is the thing. I know what you're gonna say, but Ahmed has so far gone through all the levels and gotten a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering. Okay, so maybe the moons and the coins, uh, they unlock even more. Exactly. So maybe, okay. Well. That means I suck then. <laughs> well, that means I suck too. Because he, he said in particular, he said that he did all of the ones that you can get in the desert. And I was like, what? Because that's the one that's insane. That's the one that has like 47 or 60 or something like that moons available. I was like, holy crap, man. <laughs> so anyways, we'll see. He, he might comment on here and, and maybe I misunderstood him or something. But uh Yeah, that's that's what he had said when he texted me. So anyway, that's that. So move on. Are right, you ready to do our top 10 Mario list? Sure. This is going to be beautiful. <laughs> so I'm just going to quickly say we're going to do our top 10 favorite Mario games. And we're only included like uh, platformers, so the main series game. They can be 2D or 3D. We're just not going to talk about Mario Maker or Mario Tennis or Any Mario stuff. Paint. <laughs> Damn it. That was so, my number one. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you start with number ten, and then I'm, and then I'm gonna give you my ten and nine, and we're, we're yeah, yeah, we're we'll go like that. that. Okay, sure. So just number ten uh, for me, if is uh, Super Mario Galaxy, uh, and this is what I was telling you guys that I was going to uh, explain a little bit and further. Um, I really wanted Nintendo to come out super strong with uh, the Wii. I really did, and. To a lot of you guys, they did come out super strong. Uh, but to me, I, I, I thought, um, what's called, um, Wii Sports was fun there for a bit. But then after that, I really started to be like, well, this just feels gimmicky. Like it doesn't feel like it's really adding anything. Super Mario Galaxy came out. I had fun with it, but in relation to all the other games we're going to talk about and my memories associated with those games, uh, it's, it is where it is. Our lists are going to be so different. Oh, This I'm sure. Crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. I know the number one will be the same, but that's about it. For me, number 10, I have Super Mario Land. And this is funny because Super Mario Land 2 is not even on the list, but I prefer the original. And people will think I'm crazy for that because it's a four-level game. But I really enjoyed Super Mario Land back in the days. And even uh, when I bought my 3DS like uh, six or seven years ago, And the eShop was uh, just uh, one, one of the first games on the eShop was Super Mario Land, and I put like three hours into that game again. It's I just love uh, Portable Mario, and this one is so simple, but it mimic it mimics the original Mario Brothers game, and I thought it was just a perfect Game Boy game. And I still uh, to this day can complete it and love it and have fun and move on. Okay, my number nine is New Super Mario Brothers, and the reason for that is that. This came out on the DS at a time where the last true 2D Mario game was Super Mario World. Uh, some people might 
that consider Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island to be a Mario game. I do not, but that's fair game if you put it on the list. But that what that's like how many years? A since, long time, man. Yeah, so we did not get a 2D game, I'm going to say for like 15 years of Mario. And to be honest, New Super Mario Brothers on the DS... Compared to the original Mario Brothers, it's not that good of a game. It's not like the difficulty is not there at all for 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 starters. But I had a blast playing it, and I 100% it, and I just was happy all the way through it, and I never felt bored, and I just really enjoyed that game. And it's funny because it came out a month or two after Super Princess Peach, which was awesome. I also loved that game, so we were really lucky. In, for, in in terms of 2D uh, platformers, and that was the first one with Mario, and that's why it's number nine on my list. Okay, well, um, yeah, I did, I also don't consider uh, Yoshi's Island to be a Super Mario uh, game, so it's not on my list. Um, and I don't have any of the um, the Game Boy games on there, and there's a reason why. Because back then, I didn't really enjoy those as much as uh, what I was playing on the NES. Anyways, okay, so my number nine is, where is it here, is the sequel, actually, to Galaxy, which was Galaxy 2. And this was a better game. It was more fleshed out and everything. But again, the reason why it ranks so low is because of the platform that it was on. And I know a lot of you guys are going to be like, you're insane. And I am. Uh, and that's uh, that's it. I really, honestly, I don't even have much I can say about both Galaxy and Galaxy 2. They were good games. They were good Mario games. I beat them both. Uh, but they were just, they were just not. They were not on the right platform. I'm sorry, but that that's that's all I can say about that. And what's sad is that they were really innovative games too. They tried to do a lot of different things, and they were really fun. It's just uh, it's unfortunate that they happened to be on on the system that they were on. Uh, my number eight happens to be your number nine, which is New Super Mario Brothers. And I don't really have too much I can say because you really nailed it. It was just it was really nice to play. Uh, a 2D Mario game again, and it it was a very it was a very good game. Okay, I'm gonna before I go my number eight. I really hope you didn't put All Stars in here. <laughs> no, nope. no, okay, no, 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 because I wanted to mention that we don't put compilation. All right, so uh, my number eight is Super Mario Sunshine. I for some reason I really really loved that game, even though it, I think it's the lowest rated. 3D Mario game ever. I just really loved it. I loved the visuals, uh, like the water and the sand and the vacation style. I remember you wrote an article at the time calling it like the Nintendo vacation or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I, it just reminds me of that. But I really, really loved the visual styles of Sunshine. I loved the flood mechanic, like the fact that it, you could hover with it and stuff like that. And I in that game, there was also some classic 2D ish levels that were really amazing to play and like i mentioned before it's the only mario game 3d mario game i ever beat and i even went so far as to 100 percent it and i had a blast doing so that's why it's my number eight and for me number seven is super mario 3d world for the wii u and that game was just like uh, just a blast and i don't know if you managed to play it a lot but it Unfortunately, many people did not because it was on the Wii U. Not many people owned the Wii U and the Wii U never really got a 3D Mario game. So people never gave this game a chance. 
and it's unfortunate because it's awesome. It's also it also boasts a fantastic multiplayer mode, and it's a blast to play with your friends. So that's why Super Mario 3D World is my number seven spot. So I was actually uh, debating whether or not to put 3D World or one of the Galaxy games, but I think I had more fun um, with the the two Galaxies than I did with 3D World. That's the only reason why it didn't. It's not on my list, but I I was debating between that. So, anyways, my number seven because now I'm at seven, right? Yep. All right. So my number seven is Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, I basically mimic a lot of the things that you're, you're, you felt, uh, except that obviously it wasn't the first one that I had beaten or anything like that. Uh, but I did like the, the sunshine, uh, sunshine, the flood, uh, mechanic. And over time, I learned to appreciate the game a lot more. Uh, I actually totally destroyed that game with the Japanese, <laughs> the Japanese import. I remember back then, man, I was like importing everything because it would come out just a couple of months, usually before the North American release. So, and I remember, what was it? Uh, project number nine or PN nine or whatever the hell it was called yeah, yeah. from Capcom. I, those were the days, man. <laughs> so no, um, and it was, it was a very, very fun game. And I know people are like, Oh, it, it you know, it may not have reviewed very highly or whatever over the years, but still, like, you gotta think. This was still at a time where, you know, platformers were really, like, on their, on, well, not even on their way out. They were, they, they just, they did a lot of things in a very wise way. Flood allowed you to better control jumps, for example, which was a complaint that people had all the time. And it bought you just a couple extra seconds to readjust the camera, things like that. So it was a very innovative game for its time that I don't know if people really recall that much about. Uh, number six for me is Super Mario 3D, uh, I was going to say World, Land. Uh, this was a phenomenal game. This is actually one of my favorite games on the uh, 3DS. And 3DS, when when it's all said and done, and we do like our top ten like 3DS games of all time, it's going to be very very hard to do that because there have been some phenomenal games. We we just today we talked about Animal Crossing, right? But there's Animal Crossing. There's essentially a link to the past too. You have Super Mario 3D um, Land. You have the great Pokemon games, and you can go on and on and on. And 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 to to be fair yeah, to everybody, uh, sorry, I, I plan to do my twenty top twenty five games, and even that would be hard. Well, exactly. And this is this is the point I was just going to make is that to everybody listening, I am not portable fan number one. Steven is. And yet, even for me, this is going to be quite uh, quite a challenge. Okay, so for me, at number six, and this will be a surprise to you and many, but it's Super Mario Brothers 3. And this game, I had a blast playing as a kid. I remember getting it for Christmas and just being, uh, f- uh, f- like, the fable or whatever the, the word is that the fact that you could fly like I, I just I was really young like this came out in what 88 89 yeah something and like that I was like four or five because we we never got it the, the same year I believe maybe we got it a year or two after and I was like five or six years old and I couldn't believe that I could actually fly with Mario so I had a, a blast with this the reason it's so low on my list 
is that still to this day I find this game extremely hard and hard to the point where I usually frustrate myself and can't get uh, very far in it. So uh, it's not the game that I can pick up and play and beat to th uh, this day. Like I, I did beat it back in the day and I played it a lot more in Super Mario All-Stars. Mm -hmm. But to this day, I have I have some problems picking it up and playing it because of the difficulty, especially in the later levels. And I don't know why. It's just me that's insane, probably. Yeah. Number five, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2. That game I can pick up to this day and have a blast with it, even though it's quite difficult too, especially if you're... Uh, I remember when I got, when it was released in the Wii U and I was very active on Miiverse back then and I did a few runs with that game and I finally tried to beat the game with Mario. I always never played the game with Mario as a kid. I always played as Luigi because you can jump so high and I always thought that Mario was like... Uh, he sucked in that game. It actually turns out that he's the best character. And I found that out like 20 years after the game was released because he's just so easy to control when Luigi is like a goofball. He's like you, basically. Perfect. Very hard to control. So Super Mario Brothers 2, I just thought that game is insane. Like the fact that you can pick up a vegetable off the ground and it turns into a spaceship and then you jump to another level. With, it just it makes no sense and I love it. Super Mario Brothers 2 rocks. <laughs> All right, so where am I? I'm at number five. You should be at number five, yeah. Oh, man. Well, this is where you're going to see, like, the biggest differences between us. So my number five is Super Mario Brothers Duh. And why? Well, I think, like, like a lot of people at the time, it was really different. It, and unlike a lot of people at the time, though, I didn't find it terrible. I just found it different. And like you, I used all the characters except for Mario. Um, and it was really funny when I started going out with Serena, that was one of the, the first things she had like an NES that was, you know, like in their basement or whatever, the family home. And I was like, Ooh, you have Mario brothers too. And I actually went through the game and showed them like how to go and, and beat the game. And they were all like, uh, her, her younger sister was like, you're a wizard. <laughs> like it was like <laughs> the greatest thing, the greatest accomplishment in the world. So that was a really fun game. Really, really unique. Um, and, and there you go. Um, and now my number four is Super Mario 64. I was one of those guys, I'm sorry, but I was, where I was just like, this is unbelievable. Uh, and it blew my mind. I had never experienced a fully 3D game quite like that before. And people have to understand that the Nintendo 64 was was basically almost like vaporware because there was no internet or anything like that back then. And yes, the magazines were covering it, but it just seemed like it was never going to happen, especially like for those of us that were really, really excited. It Depending on, on, on where you were and your access to different magazines and stuff like that, it was like one of these things where like I had been reading about it for what felt like three years and I'd never you know, never seen it, never held that funky looking controller. And I was like, where's my ultra 64? Damn you. And, and then the Saturn comes out and then the PlayStation comes out and I'm like, what the hell? Like, where is this stupid thing? Like, is it ever coming out? And when it finally came out in 96, I, I recall going to the store, picking it up and being so happy. I was like, it's real, you know, it's finally here and plunking in this super Mario 64 game that like I'd been reading about for, you know, forever and, and just being totally immersed in that world and, and going through it. I don't know how many times I went through that game. 
And um, that's that. It's crazy. The first time I ever played Mario 64 was at an arcade, like in a mall. And it was a Japanese version through a VR headset. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it was very weird. Like, it, you would basically sit in a chair, you had a VR headset, and the game would be on... You would see the game there, and it was a Japanese version. I had no idea what was going on. I was still quite young back then, and I wanted that game. So I told my mom to buy the game, which I saw in a store, and I thought it was what the Super NES. I thought it was Super Mario RPG, The Legend of this whatever Golden Stars. I thought that was Mario 64 because I was a young, stupid kid, and I had played this game on a weird controller to a VR headset, and I, I thought this was... It had to be for the Super Nintendo because, like, I didn't know what the Ultra 64 was. I didn't know anything of that because I didn't read those magazines. <laughs> anyway, that, that's my Mario 64 story. That's awesome, man. That's uh, awesome. Number four for me, I had the classic Super Mario Brothers. A classic, the first game many people ever played. Probably the game I beat the most in my lifetime. Still a game today that I can beat in five minutes. Uh, it's funny though, because I say I can beat it in five minutes, but I don't remember the last time I actually went through the game from one to eight. Like I usually play it and I use all the warps and I beat it fast. And I don't remember like the, the fifth level or the seventh level. I haven't gone the worlds. I mean, I haven't gone to those in years. Like I haven't played the game without using the warp in, in such a long time that <laughs> I, I should go back and do that eventually. And for me, at number three, I have new Super Mario Brothers U. Uh, that is the reason why I loved the Wii U so much and still do uh, to this day when I got it. Because I got it with this game and this was the first HD Nintendo game I ever played. And it was from one of my favorite series, the Super Mario Brothers series. And it introduced me to Miiverse. And I had ju just such a blast with this one. My, in my opinion, it's the best new Super Mario Brothers game. It's so amazing. And the reason I put it ahead of the classic Super Mario Brothers series, even though deep in my heart I don't think it's superior to those games because those games meant so much to the industry, it's just the fact that this game was such a well-polished game. It was the first HD Nintendo game, and just a, I 100%ed that game. And it was so much fun going to Miiverse and asking for people and helping people out to find those last... Uh, golden medals you were missing like, it was just such a blast to play that game and it had great uh, throwback levels like from Mario Tree the, the giant stage of Mario Tree and those uh, flying levels of Mario Tree when you need to jump on enemies it had so many so many uh, nostalgia levels in there it's just one of the best games I've ever played really really enjoyed that one awesome and like I said, this is where our, our, our lists are going to be completely, completely different. Uh, so I'm at the top three, and this is going to be very interesting. So my number three is Super Mario Brothers, the original, for nostalgia reasons, for everything. I mean, it's rare, okay? It is rare that you can go back today and give someone an Atari game and and it holds up. Yeah, and I'm being honest. It's very, very rare. What does that have anything to do with Super Mario Brothers? Well, people need to understand that Super Mario Brothers essentially was the killer app for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And yes, the graphics were superior to the Atari. There's no question about that. But this was still at a time when 
just a scrolling screen was revolutionary. Like, you have to understand that at this particular point in time, when this game was released, you're talking, people were used to a single screen environment. And and it just blew my mind and it blew everyone's mind because it was like, well, this isn't just a single screen. This is a world, you know, like we're, we're living in, in some world. And I know today everybody listening to this, especially young ones, are like, well, this guy's crazy. But you, I can't stress this enough of how radically innovative that game was for its time and still is. You can still give someone... Super Mario Brothers today on the Wii U or any other uh, platform that it's available on and explain how it works. One button jumps, one button activates a run. That's it. And, and you know, let them die a couple of times. Let them figure out, you know, how the, the, the mechanics work. And it still holds up. They will still have a good time today. And it's unbelievably rare to say that about video games of from that particular point in time because it was all new this was all new way of of you know designing video games and to this day it does hold up it is still a very very fun game to play and i I can't stress like really this game should be on the top list of everyone's uh, you know, video games of all time because it, it really did stand the test of time. And I think it always will. There's just something magical about that particular game. And number two is your number. Gosh, what did you put? Six, six which is what? Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. For me, when this came out, again, this was another one. And, and maybe, maybe it is nostalgia because the truth is I haven't played this one in, in quite some time, but, it just did so many things differently yet similar. So it had taken everything that I had loved about Super Mario Brothers and, and went nuts with it. And it was radically different than Super Mario Brothers 2, which I, I liked. I, I'm not like everyone else is like, oh, it was a black sheep and all this stuff. Um, but with Super Mario Brothers 3, it was just, you know, the raccoon tail and stuff like that. Like it was really, it was something completely out of this world and the graphics i remember that the graphics were just leaps and bounds better than anything i i had thought we were ever going to see um from a mario game and it's so funny now talking like this as an adult now and knowing that like what the game you just spoke about um super mario brothers u it's so funny because as a kid I never, like, I never would have imagined that that was even possible, (laughs) you know? Like, to me, my young mind there for Super Mario 3, I was like, well, this is as good as it gets. (laughs) Like, like, this is it. It can get no better. And I remember the giant world is the one that always sticks with me because when I had seen, like, a Goomba, like, you know, bigger than Mario, basically, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) And and yet, uh, look at where we are now, man. Yep. Can you guess what my number two is? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You've left out. Let's see here. You 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 <laughs> did the trio, right? You've already done the trio. Yep. You've done New Super Mario Brothers. No, it can't be any of those. Uh, you've done Land, and you said you didn't put Land too, right? 
No. Hmm. It's it, it. I think it's gonna take you forever. You're missing one. It's one. It was on your list. It's Super Mario 3D Land. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I know you really enjoy that one. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah. That one I took it one hundred percent in like four days. Like that that game was <laughs> amazing, and it's it, the 3D effect. That's something you you forgot to mention. Like playing that game in 3D is actually different than playing that game without mm-hmm. the 3D effect. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It actually makes the game easier, but not in a bad way because you actually f- like feel where everything is, and you can. It almost feels like you're in the world. It's a like I, I I know I've said amazing like seven times already, but this is truly a masterpiece of a game, and it was only possible because of the 3D uh, of the 2DS. And it, it it's a 3D Mario game, but it feels like a 2D Mario game. It plays like a 2D Mario game. There's a lot more action, a lot less exploration. Although there is a bit of exploration if you want to find all the coins, but there's they're so challenging to do. And even the like if you do that, it unlocks a final level, and that final level is so much fun, but so frustrating because it's hard. It's like it's very long and it's really hard to do. But it's man, that 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 game. I, I don't know what what else to say. You should really review that game at one point. That that's one that so few people talk about. I don't think it gets mentioned often enough when you you, you see top Mario games, but it's really one of the best out there. And my number one, I believe, is the same as you. It's yeah. Super Mario World. It, for me, probably more realistically, my favorite game of all time, even though I always put A Link to the Past before uh, at number one, like Super Mario World is a game that still to this day I can hop in there and have a blast, which is why I can't wait to get my SNES Classic when it arrives in a few years. Yep. This will be awesome. Like uh, Super Mario World, like it's just perfect. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's it. That's my number one as well. And, um, there are two games that, uh, I've essentially, like, put any amount of time into on my SNES Classic, which is right beside me. That says something, you know? It really does. Right beside me in my, my sort of studio that I sort of built here on my desk, I have a PlayStation 4 connected, I have a Switch connected, and I have a SNES Classic connected. What does that tell you? I mean, to me, that says a lot. And the first game that I jumped into was Super Mario World. That was the very first game that I tried. And then, of course, I played my Link to the Past. The Link to the Past will always be my favorite game of all time, I'm, I'm, unless something you know drastic happens. Uh, but this is right there. I mean, there's no question about it for me. This is this is the game that we played, my brother and I, from the moment we got our SNES to the moment A Link to the Past came out. And then when A Link to the Past came out, we played those two games consecutively over and over and over again um, until like, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, like whatever, like another game comes out, like Super Metroid or whatever. And, and it's, I think why like the SNES holds such a a special place in my heart. And it's why I've said this multiple times already, but I really do feel as though the SNES classic was built for me. Like there's really outside of uh of maybe like one or two games, every single game on there is like a game that I have so much nostalgia for. It's 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 insane. So I'm gonna leave my last topic for the next podcast, uh, just because yep, I really want to yep, have a, a, a deep idea. yeah deep conversation on it, and uh, and that's that. So I hope uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this. And Don't you want your glass uh, from the past? Oh yeah. Yeah, where did I just put it? Do, 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 do. Sorry. 
Um, okay, yeah, so my blast from the past is because I'm getting hungry. Uh, my blast from the past stays in line. It is a Mario game. Which Mario game is it? Give me a few clues here. Okay, it's one that I was not allowed to mention. So it's it's one that would be considered a side series. Okay. And it's not Super Mario RPG because I believe I've already taken that from uh, <laughs> from another one. And it's not any of the Mario Kart games because that's too easy. Okay, so is it another RPG spinoff? It is. Is it from the Paper Mario or the Mario & Luigi series? It's Paper Mario itself. Right. And so oh, I picked that as my blast from the past because it's funny, you know, like we talk a lot about Paper Mario and about the games that came out after, but it, it, it's really bizarre. Like I find with the Nintendo 64, it's like a lot of those games that came out during that generation have... It's not been lost to time because you'll get your Ocarina of Time, which, you know, like everybody always mentions. You get your Golden Eye, everybody always mentions. But I find Paper Mario and Smash Brothers are the two games that have been so overshadowed uh, over the years. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just Jared. Uh, but I just find that whenever anyone talks about those particular series, for Smash, they always go to Melee, right? Yeah. Um, and for Paper Mario, it's not so much that they go to one specific game. It's just I just don't hear people really talk a lot about Paper Mario in and of itself. And yeah, that was for a... me. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It's okay. Go ahead. For me, the thing with Paper Mario in the 64 is that I... The Thousand Year Door in the GameCube is one of my 10... In, is in my top 10 favorite games of all time. That game is phenomenal. And that's why, like, I, I believe that like you said you don't hear it. I think you do. And people are are saying that the Thousand Year Door is so much superior to Paper Mario. That's why I think no, not many people go back to that one. But I do agree that Paper Mario is a good game. Really, really fun game. Yeah, and, and so thank you, man. Um, because, like, it's exactly the same with Smash. Like, it's exactly the same. It's because the one that came out after was just so, you know... Yeah, like, so much better. Yeah, exactly. But still, like, like you know, we called this Blast from the Past on purpose. And I purposely... It's funny, I, I when, when you told me, oh, uh, you know, we're going to do top 10 Mario games. So I just started writing all the different Mario games. And then I just put like, you know, one, two, three, four. And the ones that I put like right away, I put Super Mario Kart, not, not immediately, but like out of the side series, I put Super Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart 64, uh, Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario. And then I had stopped and I was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? He's going to only want to do platformers, I'm sure. So then I texted you, you said, yes, only platformers and away we go. But then I, I put a square around, uh, Paper Mario because I was like, well, that's going to be my blast for the past because not many people talk about that anymore. And it really is a very good game. It's just that the games that came after it was significantly better but it's still a really really good game and i'm fairly confident that when not if but when the nintendo 64 classic gets released uh that that will be on there and i think it would be a fun one to revisit and yes you know maybe it hasn't aged as well uh but i i'm fairly confident that um that I'll be pleasantly surprised with that. So anyways, it's just, uh, for those that don't know, it's a follow-up to Super Mario RPG, sort of. And uh, it basically set the stage for what would become the Paper Mario sub-series of role-playing games. And it's a really, really fun game. Yeah, it just sucks that, in my opinion, we only had two Paper yeah. Mario games. Because after that, after the thousand-year door, they haven't given us a Paper Mario game ever. Like Super Paper Mario on the Wii, I don't understand. And 
Paper Mario Color Splash on Wii U. That's funny because uh, in a, a podcast we did last year, I mentioned that there was only like a few games in the year. And someone called me out in the comment section telling me that I forgot Color Splash. And you even said that I, that you're right, he did. But I did not forget Color Splash. It's just I do not consider that game to be a great game. So I'm really, I hope and I know that it will never happen, that the Paper Mario series actually comes back in the classic RPG way, but I don't think we'll ever see that. Yeah, I don't think so either, because they sort of shifted that into the Mario and Luigi series, so I think I think that's pretty much that. So, yeah, you're right, because the, two years ago they made a Mario Luigi Paper Mario game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think, like, personally, I think that's that. But anyway, all right. That's it. I've done so much talking. It's your turn to wrap us up. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to this fantastic podcast. As a reminder, we do this every two weeks. Uh, we alternate from Canadian gamers or Nintendo fanboys. We're also on iTunes and other podcast services. So hit at us. Hit us up, rather. Uh, don't forget to leave a comment and whatnot. We really enjoy this. So hopefully next time we'll do Canadian gamers and... That's it.